Welcome back, everybody, to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of April 25th. John and Alan in the studio this week. Hey, Alan. John, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is our annual What Are You Going to Do With Your Summer podcast. And I know it's April, but... The hope is you're probably in the midst of making plans or you have made plans that maybe need some review. Yes. Yeah. So we do this annually. Um, There's several shows that we do every year at certain moments in the year, and this is one of them because Sabbath is so important. Joy is so important. Yes. And they are utterly opposed. Right. And life is... It just sweeps you down the river and you you don't make plans in time or you make some really bad plans or you don't ask God about your plans. <laughs> and we need Sabbath. We need recovery. We need joy. We need play. And so we're going to get into that in just a moment here in the annual What Are You Going to Do With Your Summer? What's Your Plan? Podcast. But speaking of summer, summer reading is always a big deal. Uh, one of the joys is people head off to the beach, the lake house, mm. right? The right. cabin, or just stay home, just staycations. So another shout out for the upcoming book, Resilient, Restoring Your Weary Soul in These Turbulent Times. And Alan, you were telling me we've created a landing uh, a page landing for that? A landing page, right, which is a place on our website that will allow people to actually read the introduction and first two chapters of the book. So it's like 20% of the book that they can actually experience right now and get a taste of of where it begins. And those are the two really crucial chapters that set up everything in Resilient. So I would encourage people, yeah, check it out and don't wait till the book's out, but actually start reading it now. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So there you go. Why we do the annual summer podcast. It is born out of years of really bad decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right? Yes. Either not asking God what he has for us, one, or asking him what he thinks of the plans that we've made. I mean, we, we've got a couple legendary disaster stories in the Eldridge household now. And, you know, they come up around any kind of vacation nightmare storytelling time. We went on a trip to Florida one year and, and it, it just, it's like we made every bad decision we possibly could. <laughs> Like, what do you, in what way? <laughs> well, like, what do, you, what do you mean? You know, like the timing of the flights, like, you know, get a deal, save a, save a couple hundred extra dollars and, and fly, you know, make three connections to get there. And okay. Yeah. So yeah. You, you arrive yeah. wiped out. And, and then the place that we were at, we didn't ask people, hey, where do you go? We just kind of looked at a map and, and picked a place. Well, we couldn't have known this, but they were doing road construction <laughs> in front of oh, the house. Man. More than that, they were digging up the sewer lines uh. in front of the VRBO, <laughs> Airbnb thing that we had rented. So all week long, you know, it was, it was epic. You had to have noise-canceling headphones on in the house uh. to just have some peace and quiet. And then it was just kind of one thing after. And we're like, hey, let's go fishing. And we don't ask people like, hey, who's, who's good to go with? We just kind of try and do it. And it's an epic failure. <laughs> Yeah, so 
the why why we do the summer podcast is because if you ask God what he has for you, if you dial in, if you take some risk with God and and let him set a prescription for your summer joy and for your summer recovery, mm. on the other hand, it can be really good. It's so needed because otherwise, like you say, it's it's April right now, but in a blink of an eye, it will be June and July. And all of a sudden, you're not trying to plan a summer vacation. You're, you're trying to figure out if there's any time left in the summer. Yes. Yeah. And so, Alan, you were not a big Sabbath guy. Right. You were a get things done guy. Yeah. For a lot of your life. Oh, right. Like this is to me... Sabbath, or I guess in, in in those days, I would have just said Sunday was simply a day to recharge as much as I could, as quickly as I could, to get things done again. So there wasn't a savoring of the Sabbath. It was more like a battery that just had to be recharged, and the recharge wasn't the main thing other than it just got you get through you the next six days. Yeah. 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 It was not a concept I understood, I appreciated, and I I, I burn out. Like it it had consequences. You yeah. know, it was it was a life model and pace that was unsustainable. Yeah. What is it about human nature that God has to command? Sabbath, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I mean, uh, I get it. Some people are like, what are you talking about, man? And Sabbath comes easy to me. So there is a personality type that can kind of easily shift into low gear, prefers low gear. And and man, God bless you folks. Right. They're all going to live to be 110. Right. But fascinating, isn't it, gang, that God has to command mm. rest. And there's so many reasons around that, the drivenness of human nature, but also just fear. One of the reasons that God commanded the Sabbath was to address the fear that if I don't work every day, particularly like in an agrarian, you know, yeah, right. atmosphere and culture that that the command first came into, if I'm not out there pulling weeds and tilling my field and that kind of thing, we're not going to eat. Like, you, there's no resting. What are you talking about? And the Sabbath was actually the most offensive practice of the Jews, whatever culture they were in. Mm. Like the surrounding cultures did not get it. They did not like it. And then, you know, when various conquerors came in, when Rome came in, they were ticked at, what, what do you mean you all just stopped for a day? What? The? That's not efficient. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a reason. And part of it is to address the fear that all will be well if you rest. You will be taken care of. It is a defiant stand against fear and grasping and against the culture around you. It's yeah. a defiant stand to say, we're gonna live different yes, and we're gonna seek joy and play and rest. And not just for a Sunday, but as we're looking into the summer, you know, we're hoping, folks, that you're able to get a week, a couple weeks, set some long weekends aside, maybe a succession of, mm. of long weekends, the accumulation of which will be restorative to your soul. So last year, at this time, we did a similar podcast, and the question was, what is your prescription? 
what is the prescription that God has for you for the recovery of your soul? And it was, you know, 2021 and the pandemic, you know, effects were still being felt pretty highly, you know, in the culture. So we were strongly recommending folks, write yourself a prescription, you and God, of what your summer needs to look like. Do you remember yours? Yeah, I do. Mine was really the prescription was slow down. Like my tendency was, well, I'm going to get busy and productive on creating a busy vacation, something we can do, but it was going to have a lot of pieces to it and a lot of complicated flight connections and other things. And ultimately, since God's saying, that's not really what your heart needs right now. You don't need to be busy and productive somewhere else, as beautiful as the setting may be, take the time and restore your heart. And and just don't plan on actually a two-week trip anywhere, but watch the ways I'll restore you here. So it was more of a staycation last year for us. And it was exactly, John, like I remember like probably late August last year thanking you because it was a rescue, because there were several opportunities I could have taken to jump into something. And it would have been beautiful. The place, you know, the scenery would have been beautiful, but it wasn't what my heart needed. And and I came out of summer really rested last year instead of, I've got some great pictures from a place I went to and I'm exhausted. Yes. Oh, well done. Yeah. Ron. How about you? That's good. I fought God last summer. I had hmm. several adventure trips I wanted to take. And I've mentioned this at different points in the podcast over the last year, but I asked God my prescription and he said, simplicity this summer. Now there's a place, gang, for adventure travel. There's mm -hmm. a place for, you know, getting to Hawaii if you can, uh, you know, using your mileage and that yes. sort of thing. You bet. Of course, absolutely. Yes. And we've had some really joyful family vacations over the years, gone to the Tetons and getting out on the lake and yep, you bet. But last summer, as I was asking Jesus about my prescription, he kept saying no to these adventure trips I wanted to take. And I was really frustrated with it. So I kept circling back around. <laughs> and I'm like, has anything changed? Can, can I go now? And it was so kind. It was so kind of God because I didn't need that last year. I didn't need adventure travel. What I needed was simplicity. I needed walks. And yes. evenings on the deck, watching the stars, and yeah, just simple playing with the grandkids at the park, you know, joyful, mm -hmm. restful, but not high, high energy. Um, yes. And, and so this year's a little different as, as we're beginning to pray and, and ask God into our summer. We are setting up some different family trips and, and that sort of thing, but very, very carefully asking for his prescription, right? Because it's so, man, it's so important to ask, first off, what do you have for us, Lord? Just being wide open. Yes. He might have something really surprising for you. He says, I want you to go to Iceland, go see the volcanoes, go do something brand new, do mm -hmm. something, you know, crazy. And, 
and adventurous this year. He might say that, to be open to that, to ask God, what do you have for us? But to also bring to him the plans you've already made yeah. <laughs> and yeah. say, are you in this? Is this what you have? There's such a beautiful place of obedience and surrender in that. Yeah, I, we're in a place exactly like that for this summer um, because, I and I've shared with you before, John, and some of the listeners, but the ocean is my happy place. And I rarely get there. Like the last time, Colorado was. is a long way. <laughs> it's a long way. From There's the no ocean. mountain oceans, um, and it's probably been six or seven years since I've been to the ocean. And it was it was a kind of a once in a lifetime Hawaii trip. Last time I was at the ocean, so it was beautiful and it was memorable and everything I had hoped. And it's been a long, long time. But as we've looked at vacations to Florida or wherever, mm -hmm. uh, is super expensive. I mean, everybody wants to be there. And so between airfare and- Well, yeah, and now the, the airfare is going up. No, yeah, it's hard. You know, it, it could be like $1,000 a person. So you're you're spending five grand before you've even gotten there, like just to get airdropped there. And so that doesn't feel in reach. So- I'm in a real place of, okay, God, I know this desire is stirring in me, but I'm not going to try to force it. I'm not going to just book everything and plunge into that because I'm not sure that's what you have for us. And I want to keep the desire alive and I want to hold it loosely. Yeah. And so right now here in April, Kelly and I are saying, right, we're not going to force it to happen and we're not going to give up on it. We don't really know what it'll be this summer, but we know we need to go somewhere. We know there needs to be restoration and we don't really know how it's going to look or work. So how are you pursuing guidance? What does that look like for you guys? Well, it really, t it looks like number one, being real about the desire with each other, which is... Like I've told Kelly, like it's hard for me not to be really disappointed if this ends up being a staycation year. Like if we just do a drive, you know, 30 minutes away to some neat part of Colorado, that's nice. And that's going to be disappointing to me just because it's so far from what my heart feels like it needs. Yeah. So it's being honest. But then for me, John, it's it's not going into the orphan mindset, which is what I struggled with for decades, which is, all right, dang it, I'll make it happen. Like, I can go book flights today. I'll figure out how to pay later. We'll just make it work. I'll figure it out. And it's resisting that to go, God, I, I want us to do this as a son and daughter, Kelly and I, to approach it that way. So we're going to keep confessing our desire to you, bringing it to you. We're going to watch and stay open, and we're we're going to step into this with you, whatever it is. If it is a half hour or a hour drive somewhere in Colorado to a, you know, kind of a ski town or whatever in the summer, and just enjoy mm -hmm. that, okay. And if it's something more that we don't even know could happen, and it gets presented, fantastic. And so that heart shift for me is the only way I found in the last like 
seasons of this type of desire to to go with because otherwise I try to make it happen or I just get resentful and go, okay, well, thanks God. Like, like I'll just deal with that. Yeah. Not giving up is really big, right? Because inflation's up, gas prices. Up. I mean, even now just the road trip is an expensive proposition. And so I built a fly fishing raft back during the pandemic quarantines, like spring of 2020, when the world was locked down, I'm going nuts mm. because I am an outside, let's go have fun guy. Yes. So in my garage, I built a raft that's designed for fly fishing. It's got a seat for the oarsman who sits in the middle. There's a seat up front for the guy who's fishing in front and a seat in back. It's really killer. Then we put it in an enclosed trailer so that nobody could see what we're doing. And during the quarantines, we took off for the Colorado <laughs> River. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and I, yeah. you know, we were, we were pushing yeah. the boundaries a little bit, let's just say. And I thought, oh man, we're in so much trouble. We're going to pull up to the put-in on the Colorado and Mr. Ranger's going to be there and we're going to get a ticket. And, you know, I, I wasn't <laughs> sure that actually that what we were doing was like illegal, but it was definitely against the spirit of stay home and be safe. Right. I'm like, look, we get on a river, we are fully socially isolated, okay? <laughs> anyway, we pull up to the put-in, and it is. it looks like the 4th of July. Oh, wow. Everybody with a raft in Colorado <laughs> is there. I mean, there's people grilling burgers and that sort of thing. So it was very, very joyful mm. and very, very life-giving two years ago when we were all suffocating with claustrophobia. Anyhow, we're planning another float, two buddies of Mine and I are planning another float using the raft. But it's amazing, Alan. I've been watching my heart with this of how easy it is for me to give it up. It's a busy season coming up. I got a yeah. lot of things around it. I'm like, well, you know, maybe we'll just let this one go. So to stay open to desire, yeah. not go quickly to surrender, I think it's so important to stay open to what do you have for us, God? Because he he might say, no, I actually do want you to get to the beach and I will provide. And you don't know how that's coming yet. You know, John, yeah. no, 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 don't give up your plans. I want you to stay with your pals and go fishing. Like that's a good, don't give up, don't bail. I will help you. So as you and Kelly sort that out, how do you bring that before him? For us, we have to find the right moment where there's no distractions. And for us, that's usually around our kitchen table early on a Saturday or Sunday morning where there's just space to, to be present to each other and to listen to God and not be under the gun time-wise where it's like, okay, we've got 10 minutes. Yes. We can take an hour. We can take however long. And then, John, to me, what's key is the posture has to be a posture of expectancy, meaning I'm not expecting on what the result will be, but God, I am, mm. I am expectant uh, that you're going to speak mm. and that you're going to guide us in this and that we will hear your voice. And if we don't right now, there's no pressure. We'll come back. We'll do it again. We'll keep at it. Um, but just a sense of a good father 
who wants to guide us, who's not being distant or silent. And um, I think the last thing I'd add is just part of it for us is expecting the best from each other. Mm. So in other words, if Kelly were to say, I hear God saying no, no to a beach trip. Well, I then don't want to go to, she just thinks it's too expensive. Yeah. You know, because she doesn't, she has a great heart. And so it's, it's believing in whoever hears what they're hearing is with a good heart from a good father. And now let's be willing to go with whatever that is rather than, okay, I really want God to say, you've told me before, if you really, all you can hear is a yes from God, then you can't do listening prayer. Yes. Because you've already come up with your answer that it has to be. Yes. So it's it's entering with that posture with each other. Yeah, that's good. That's really beautiful. For Stace and I, we give it some time. We, yeah, take a Saturday morning, put some prayer into it, do some listening. Lord, what are you saying? Should we, you know, and you, you're kind of asking two questions. What do you think about the plans that we're cooking up? And what do you have for us, Lord? Because he he may say things that you had never even thought of. We'll take some notes. We'll share what we're hearing. And then we'll do it again a week later. Like give it some breathing room. Let Take the pressure off. Listening prayer works so much better when the pressure is off. So we just know, all right, we'll come back to it and... In four or five days, come back to it in a week and ask again, Lord, we're before you. We invite you into our summer. We consecrate our summer to you. And it isn't only the, okay, what are we going to do for vacation? It's the overall rhythm of the summer. Like, how do we enter into a time of genuine restoration and recovery? And listen again, share what we're hearing, let God speak into it. Okay, so I'm going to do my annual... Gang, a family visit is not a vacation, okay? We just have to be honest about these things. There are vacations and there are visits. Having the in-laws, I know it sounds wonderful, everyone, but here's the deal. You're making meals, right? You're doing meal planning. You're doing extra groceries. You're taking them around to see the sites. You're you're the host, right? Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're the tour guides. You're making it happen. And for years, I just fell into the camp director thing where I thought it was my obligation as a good son, as a good brother to take the family, you know, I mean, my extended family and and be the tour guide. And we're going to go, you know, to these (laughs) caves and tomorrow we're going hiking and then we're going to go, you know, it's exhausting. Yeah. And it may be good for other reasons relational connection, mm-hmm. et cetera. But gang, I just need to say out loud, that's not a vacation. That's not Sabbath. Yeah, you're going to have family trips, but don't start in your mind building that up as the vacation because when you can hold them separately, you can do both well, but not think one is the other. Yeah, it's not Sabbath, right? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And then if you're going into their world, you know, you're always a little bit on... And what's, you know, what are we doing? What's appropriate? Don't want to overstep right. my bound. It's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's it simply, it's not Sabbath, let down, rest, joy, beauty, replenishment. So as you're listening, the fascinating thing about asking God about this, as you are asking Jesus about your summer 
Sabbath, and again, we're not not just referring to should we take a vacation, where should mm-hmm. we go? I really want to expand this to, Lord, what is your prescription for me or for us, if you live in a household, what is your prescription for the summer? What does it look like? Speak into that. Set my pace. Show me, you know, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. God loves to do that. He wants to do that. Yes. Well, it's fascinating that one of the things you have to surrender then is obligation. And this is big for people. The obligation of, what are you talking about? Of course we have to go see my folks. It's not an option. You go, really? Have you asked God about that? Things that we feel, no, 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 this is non-negotiable. Like we are obligated to host, you know, Sally and Sammy. Of course we do. Like that, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And I just want to go, hang on, hang on. Ask God about that. So not only do you surrender your desires, right? I want to do a big European trip. Well, maybe God might be in that. He might. It's surrender desire so that he can speak into it. You also have to surrender your obligations. And the other thing that will help you here is to surrender your fears. The fear of, oh, wait a second. You know, fear on both sides. What do you mean we're not going to the family reunion? Like, we can't do that. <laughs> you know, well, what you're responding to is fear of what people will say, mm-hmm. fear of the repercussions. And again, that yeah, that's something you need to turn over to Jesus, right? Right. And invite him into, or the fear of what? He might tell us to go, you know, to Alaska this summer or to Mexico or Costa Rica or what? Like, I don't know that I, ooh, I don't know that I can ask the question, what do you have for us, Lord? Yeah. You hear the fear beneath that. So you surrender your fears so that God can speak. That's a huge one, to surrender your fears. I mean, because... As you say, it my fears, I can feel rising to the surface of one fear of missing out on something. Like if we don't make certain decisions, we're going to miss out. We're going to squander the summer, you know, and it's not even a specific thing. Yes. It's, it's, it's just a vague yep. dread. And then the other part, like when we were talking about the beach vacation, you know, the fear of, but this is the last year before our youngest son graduates High school, like he may be gone the next summer. Like this is the summer; it's got to happen. There and, you go. And that's not based in, you know, joy or restoration as much. It is there, but it's mostly a fear that the pressure's on. This is it. Yes. And that's not ever a good place to make decisions from. So, anyways, you say that you're naming something in me that I can feel being provoked in a healthy way to go look into that. I have the same fear that I'm going to miss it, that it's already spent because Mm. we actually have some obligations this summer. I'm launching a book in June and that requires a lot of interviews and publicity and, you know, being at my post and it's exhausting. It's joyful, but it's a lot of work. 
and I'm already feeling like, oh, no, 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 you know, and then we've got a a men's event at the end of summer, at the end of August, and so I'm starting, suddenly I'm looking at it, I can feel the internal freak out right now that I am going to miss the restoration, the joy, the happiness that God has. And so as I come to him, wow, I'm so aware of that. I need to surrender my fears, my desires, my obligations, just so that I can hear from my loving Father. What do you have for me, Lord? What do you what do you have for our family? So that's our very strong recommendation, gang. And it's not just around should we take a vacation or shouldn't we? It is, Lord, here is summer. And for most people, summer does tend to be a little slower. You get out the barbecue, the weather's nice. You know, yeah, you can get to the park, you can get to the pool. Yeah. What do you have for me this summer? Where is the restoration, Lord? Where is my Psalm 23? Where and how would you, would you bring restoration to my soul and being open to that? And then once you hear, the other part of this exercise is, then you need to protect the joy. Pray over it. Consecrate it. Like Stace and I just got back from a family visit that was very lovely. And But to... You know, you pray over your flights, you pray over your travel, you pray over your health, you consecrate the time, you bring the protection of the Lord around it, especially around joy. Over the years, we have just found that joy is the most opposed thing ever. And it feels a little counterintuitive because you're like, what are you talking about? I'm not doing anything yeah. of real significance, yeah. right? We're not sharing the gospel with the world. It's not a mission or, trip. Yeah, yeah, right. We're not going, you know, to, you know, fight human trafficking. I'm just taking some time off. I'm just taking my family on this camping trip. You go, oh, folks, <laughs> like we have learned that joy is the most opposed thing because it is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It is restoration. It is life-giving. And it it also heals our experience of God. Haven't you guys found that to be true, that you've had to fight for the joy once you get the instructions? Yes, absolutely. The joy, I mean, that's what our hearts need most. And especially in the summer when things do slow down a little. And yeah, so even after you've set your your ideas on the calendar, whether it's just things you're going to do at home that week or whether it's going somewhere, yeah, it, it is opposed. And John, the best thing I've found is, man, it helps me in those moments where I'm doing the thing, about to do it in it, even if it's like grilling out and we're going to just play some games out in the backyard, it's to go, God, open my eyes to how I can protect this and and step fully in because you'll see those moments where things are about to be stolen or go south or somebody brings up a topic. And if I'm fully present to trying to protect the joy, I can walk with God a lot better. Yeah. But if I'm just kind of going through the motions. Freak out mode. Yeah. Or or then it's damage control or then it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, what the heck? This was supposed to be fun. And why yeah. does everybody just walk away? And we We'll have fun <laughs> right. on this vacation. Dang it. We will enjoy one another's company. Oh, yeah. 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 So 
what is your prescription for your summer? And it's something that you do cooperatively with God. It's both you and your desires and and your wisdom and your knowledge of, well, you know, here's what summer looks like. So we better protect these weekends. That's good. That's wisdom. And then it's asking, what do you have for us, Lord? What are you guiding us into? What are you guiding us away from? And bringing your fears and your obligations before him as well to surrender those so that he can speak. What's interesting too is to bring in, if your children are old enough, bring them into the conversation because you may be thinking, oh, it's definitely this way this summer. And your son or daughter may go, honestly, dad, mom, like I really would love this. And and so instead of dragging them into, (laughs) you know, whatever, It's great conversation to go, what would make your heart come alive? And let's let's all pray together on that. Oh, gosh, that's huge, Alan. That's huge. Again, surrender. It's like, no, we always go to the <laughs> right. cabin, right? right? Yeah. And then the teenagers are like, we're done with the cabin. It's boring. We don't want to do that anymore. We want to, you know, yeah. go and learn how to water ski at this water ski school that's that's in a lake, you know, near our town. And you're like, okay. Surrender, mm. surrender, surrender. Yeah. And then as the plans get laid out, you consecrate them, you invite Jesus into them, and you bring the jurisdiction of the Lord Jesus Christ over those plans in prayer. Like literally, we bring this weekend, we bring this visit, we bring our summer under your jurisdiction, Jesus into your kingdom, under your authority. And and we do command the protection and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ over this and over the joy or the rest or the soul care that it involves. And if it's high adventure, absolutely, over the adventure, over our safety, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and in doing that, I can just feel, even as you say those words, it takes the pressure off of everything having to happen this summer and everything having to happen a certain way. And as the fear goes away and you start to hear God more clearly, then it becomes invitation. It becomes actually what it's supposed to be, which is a time of rest and Mm -hmm. restoration and joy. Mm -hmm. The Sabbath is worth it, friends. The joy is worth it. So this was our annual, what are you going to do with your summer Sabbath podcast? Please check in with God. Form your prescription for the summer with him. 